0: What's up, folks, and welcome to the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we talk about everything hobby collecting, from trading card games like Pokemon and Magic Gathering to comic books and Funko Pops. We talk about it all. My name is Jess, and today is episode one of season one, where we talk about everything Pokemon. And for this episode, I've invited Poke Madness Collection, aka Magno, to the show. Thank you so much for coming. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs>
1: Hello, 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 hello. How you doing?
0: Good, good. How are you?
1: Good, good, good. Just came out of surgery, so still in recovery.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Your hand, was it?
1: Uh, no, it's something... Um, body parts.
0: Oh, gotcha. No big, no big. You know, honestly... Uh, so I'm really not, I'm not going to lie, uh, you were the first person that signed up to do the podcast and you you signed up for literally nothing. I had <laughs> absolutely nothing to show for it. So I was really, I was worried like how people would take it, but I'm really glad that you agreed to say yeah. So
1: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I love to, to support you and basically anybody who is in the community trying to get their name out there and stuff like that. So been there, done that, been doing it for like a little bit over a year and a half, almost was two years. So yeah. I oh, love wow. <laughs> oh,
0: Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I want to say I started kind of, um, I don't know, putting myself out there a few months ago. I was on, you know, Facebook groups and um, then I discovered Instagram. And one of the things that I, I mean, obviously I don't think people out there are bad, but I've met so many really, really cool, nice people that know so much and have just taught me so many random things. They don't even know me as a person, but they're, you know, I feel like they're telling me all their secrets, you know, when it comes to Pokemon (laughs) collecting. I thought that was really awesome. And the community is small, but big at the same time. There's so many people, but everyone seems to know each other it's It's crazy, I love it,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody seems to be friendly, uh you're occasionally gonna have the ones that are that are scammers and occasionally gonna have the ones that you know are, are gonna do harm to the community mm-hmm. um but for the most part, I mean, everybody seems very friendly. I think you know we all like the same hobby collecting or whether it's playing t c g or collecting or whatever it is. I think we're all we're all on the same page in that sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I was talking to my brother the other day because, you know, I see a lot of people go out and they sell things on Instagram um, and usually, well, sometimes I guess people do goods and services, but a lot of the time people seem to feel comfortable, you know, giving money friends and ser- friends and family, you know, over PayPal and I was talking to him about it and he said, "How how are people not worried to, you know, get scammed and and get into a bad deal?" And I told him, "Honestly, you know when that stuff happens, the community is small enough to where you put people on blast, and and you can kind of tell people, hey, stay away from this account. So I really kind of like it because it protects the integrity of the community as a whole. Um, oh so, yeah,
1: I mean, in, in in that sense, what I what I can tell you is that uh, I know that there's this page that I usually follow. Uh, that when I started, uh, somebody introduced me to it, Scammer Dungeon. I don't know if you've seen it or heard it, mm, but I don't um, know if- so that, that page has a lot of like it's literally dedicated to people that scam. Um, oh. so sometimes what I do, if I ever get into a bad deal or anything like that, I take a bunch of screenshots just in case, and then submit it over there so they can post it. And it has like over 1400 followers. So people, you know, are quite aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives, it gives like some sort of like, um, transparency to, to people's transactions and stuff like that. And to be honest, like in the beginning, I was also a little bit scared with the whole friends and family and stuff like that. I, I didn't know about goods and services. I didn't know about friends and family. I didn't know about PayPal that much, to be honest. With friends and family, uh, you're giving money to a stranger, technically, mm-hmm. and then hoping for the best. Depending on, on what kind of transaction you do and depending on how much money you're putting out there, uh, it's how I evaluate my trust usually. And uh, But yeah, I mean, I, I, I used to think about all those things. Uh, luckily, I've been able to to find good people. I have I was once, uh, maybe once or twice, I've been I've been scammed. Somebody tried to take like $170, $180 out of me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it happens. I mean, luckily, I was able to put him on blast. And since, well, I'm a Marine too. So I know certain people and I know certain areas around the country. So where this guy used to... He used to he used to live because he sent me he obviously sent me something on an envelope, uh, but Mm. it wasn't the cars that I asked for. And it was like cars that were worth maybe like three dollars or so. Mm -hmm. So um, when I opened it and I told him about it, I was like, hey, dude, like this is not the one that that I asked you for. And he was like, well, I mean, you already sent me the money and technically you sent it to me friends and family and blah, blah, blah. I was like, "Okay, well, you want to play it that way. Cool. (laughs) Uh, I ended up sending cops to his house. Uh, Oh, man. (laughs) So he got a surprise.
0: Gosh. Oh wow, gosh. Well, geez, you know, and and that's one of the things. Okay, so it it sucks that you were out of hundred and seventy, hundred and eighty bucks. But I mean, hopefully with that experience and you know, you sharing it on Instagram, hopefully no one else has gotten scammed. But yeah, you're right. It, I mean, you are sending money to complete strangers that you don't really know, but you know, it's just one of those things we have to protect ourselves. And and that's what I like about the community. Like I said, the community tries to protect itself, um, which is really nice. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a really, really nice community. Other than Pokemon, I've been uh, meeting a few other people in, uh, you know, the comic book circles and in the Funko Pop circles. And they're they're just as awesome, too. I love it. So, <laughs> I guess, you know, collecting in general, really, because it's kind of, I guess, I guess it is kind of geeky Um You know, with the stuff that we have, you kind of find similar people that, you know, they might, I don't know that many people in my real life that actually like this stuff. So it's nice that I can find other people to talk about these things, you know, because I like to talk about collecting, not just from, you know, the fun you know, kind of flexing. Oh, I've got this really valuable card or whatever. But I also like to talk about it from a marketing uh, or the market point of view, like an investing point of view, because uh, that's some of what I do. Which you know, I've been meaning to ask you. I mean, you've been it seems online uh, for about like you said a year and a half, kind yeah. of doing this. But were you collecting even before then?
1: Uh, to be honest, okay, so I'm from a different country. I'm from Ecuador. And when I came over here, I was 12, 13, uh, around 2002. During that time timeframe, um, I got introduced into Yu-Gi-Oh! The, those were the first TCG that I ever I ever got introduced to. And then I would play it. I would not really collect it. It was just a matter of playing it. And I like the game, uh, the strategy base and, and stuff like that. Um, and then I becoming a Marine, been in the Marine Corps for over 12 years and stuff like that. And now basically being honest, my wife was the one who ended up introducing me back into it. And in the beginning, it was more like uh, we wanted to just play. So mm-hmm. she'll build she'll build her deck. I'll build my deck, and then we'll play against each other. And then she'll build build a more powerful deck, try to beat me, and then I'll do the same. But it was just just against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started reaching out a little bit further, just to see, like, well, I mean, it seems like I can beat my wife. Maybe I can try to beat somebody else. <laughs> um, and so she'll come with me to 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 different. Um, like little stores, like comic book stores and stuff like that, that they have their, their tournaments and their leagues and stuff like that. So we give it a try. Being honest, we, uh, we didn't really like it that much. Why is that? Well, we didn't really like it, it was because everybody that, that was there already has invested so much time in it that my cards didn't compare to, to, <laughs> to... So it's not yeah. the fact that I didn't really like it. It's just that I kept losing <laughs> <laughs> So I, I will lose after, I will lose maybe like in, on the third or fourth turn and mm-hmm. the game was over. So then i have to oh, invest wow. more money. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it got to a point where I started buying a lot and I just mm-hmm. started buying and buying and buying without really knowing what I'm looking for. And I spent well over thousands of dollars just trying to like figure out the game. Wow. Um, was it like uh, event- big
0: packs, like big boxes or specific individual mm-hmm. cards?
1: yeah i will i will buy the booster boxes uh just because i will well i I didn't know i didn't know about like specific (laughs) ones i didn't know anything like really really i didn't know anything so i'll buy a lot of booster packs booster boxes and stuff like that and open them uh put them in binders uh never see them again because you know if i didn't need to use them i didn't need to use them Mm -hmm. um Well, eventually I I hit a point where I spent too much money and I was like, okay, well, we need to put a pause in this because this is just draining me too much and I can't have this draining me at this point. So I got away from it again for like about two years. And then I went back into it uh, with a different mindset. I was like, okay, well, let me research a little bit more. So when I first got into it, it was like the XY series, like around Steam Siege, uh, Steam Siege, uh, Fates Collide type of thing, evolutions. Um, mm-hmm. and then when they turn into sun and moon, I got away from it, but I picked it back up in burning shadows, sun and moon. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me, let me buy uh, an elite trainer box again, just to see what is it that it has. And if I can pull anything and the first one that I bought again, um, I ended up pulling Cynthia, the full art one, oh the, my gosh. one that was pretty expensive. So I was like, Oh, and I had it on camera. So I was like, ah, you know what? That's uh that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me just keep buying stuff, yeah. and then I ended up buying more stuff, and then I ended up finding out about um, more of the of the singles, like how much they're worth. I ended up finding out about toadandtroll.com dot com, dot com, and all those other places that will tell me the price of things. And Eventually, I just started like focusing more and just collecting specific ones. And like I said, I did I did get scammed by by somebody sending me fake cards, and then I did get scammed also by I saved up to buy the Burning Shadows Charizard, right? The hyper rare because oh. I couldn't pull it. Right, so right. I I spent like around 170 dollars on a card that ended up being a proxy that didn't have texture. Gosh. So um. And, and and I should have known because when I got it, I ended up opening it, and it just came in like a like a plain white envelope with no tracking mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. So and then touching the texture of the car, I was like, "This feels weird. Like it doesn't Didn't feel, feel like right." Like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So, anyways, eBay helped me. Uh, they they returned my money and all that stuff. And uh, but that was the turning point where I was like, "Well, you know what? Let me let me let me try it out again." And then I ended up finding about PSA slaps and. Yeah. That to me was a whole different world because I was like, well, what is that? You know, like how do you get how do you get them to be graded and then encased into something like that? And how much is it? The more and more time I spend finding out about it, um, I ended up realizing that it was very expensive. And like to submit a card, it was around twenty-five dollars per card. So I did more research. um, I ended up submitting more stuff, and I I ended up using the first time that I submitted cards to PSA. I I ended up using a, a a middleman. like what i do for you guys and i wasn't very happy because i felt like he wasn't like he he was out there uh but he wasn't very that trustworthy Mm, and to this day i still think that he might have changed some of my cards but anyways uh i i got i got the return maybe like three four months later and all the grades that I got were like lower than than what I expected, you know. Oh, really? So then I was like, "Well, let me let me let me try to do it myself. Maybe if I do it myself, I have better luck." And so I submitted. I did a two car submission to PSA, uh, which was the the Golden Chrysa uh mm-hmm. from from dragon majesty and i think i did uh another one i don't remember i think it was a zarara when zarara came came out but anyway so i submitted it and then uh the golden crossman ended, ended up getting a psa 10 and i was like nice. my mind was blown i was mm-hmm. like how because i didn't even pull that I, I went to the store and bought it
0: <laughs> gosh wow so, what are the chances
1: yeah so then that got me more inspired and then I was like well you know if I was trying to sell it in the cross I'll be making some cash out of it because I only spent 60 70 dollars on it and I can sell it for like two three hundred dollars mm-hmm. um well ended up buying more cards uh ended up finding out about um the whole collector's club that PSA has and how that way by doing the collectors club you can actually get the cards cheaper, graded. Yeah. And they give you a voucher for like fifteen cards and stuff like that if the initial one that you buy. Oh, uh, but nice. it, it's pretty expensive. It's like $250, 300 dollars for you to just join the club and then they give you vouchers.
2: Is that per
1: um, year or yes, it's per year. So if you don't if you don't, you know, if you don't continuously send subs, it really doesn't make sense to get it just because it, it's hard to gather around a certain amount of cards. In in just on your own, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, because they have a minimum that you have to submit in order for you to meet that price. So, but yeah, so, anyways, um, I ended up going through more, ended up, uh, getting invested into like, like buying more expensive cards and flipping them sometimes. A lot of times I just kept them because I got too attached to the cards. Um, I understand. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so I ended up doing all that. Um, Another, I know, I remember I ended up buying a, a Pikachu Zekrom that I spent mm-hmm. maybe, I bought two from the same seller on eBay that mm-hmm. were $60. And I spent $60 knowing what I was getting myself into. I told them to send me like a bunch of pictures because that's what I do. I tell them, hey, send me a bunch of pictures just to make sure. And when I got it, it looked perfect. They looked like they were in mint condition. So I was like, okay, great, let's submit it into PSA. And then they both came back as PSA 10s. So yeah. I was awesome. surprised with that. I mm-hmm. put it on eBay. Um, I ended up selling them uh, and ended up making like $500 out of it. So I was like, Yeah, oh.
0: that's not a bad <laughs> that's not a bad turnaround on that." Wow, that that's amazing. Would you say that's one of your biggest uh, resells? Like, as far as like the most valuable card that you've um, been able to get off your hands?
1: um i'll probably say yes between that one and then the 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 cynthia that i pulled originally that i told mm-hmm. you about yeah i ended up getting it graded and it did come back as a 10. oh my um,
2: gosh
0: dude
1: <laughs> yeah that, I, I got <laughs> lucky with that one guards. yeah <laughs> gosh.
0: Um,
1: um but i ended up selling it for like 250 300 so, oh wow yeah
0: yeah, those full art cards, honestly, I had originally been collecting when I was a kid. And so, you know, I was used to, um, when I started collecting them, you know, I was used to those old style first edition cards, you know, just that little square, that little box of, of art right there. But when my cousin, my little cousin, she collects cards too, she was showing me a whole bunch of the new Pokemon cards. And honestly, I'm still trying to learn those other Pokemon. I I have not really been able to learn those new sets, but um, you know, I've been working at it and I'm I'm just looking at these new cards and I'm I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you know, the printing of them is awesome. I love the texture, you know, I love the full art on them. They look so great. I really like where they've taken you know, just Pokemon in general. So even though I'm an old head and, you know, like an okay boomer, I'm used to I'm used to my original uh Pokemon. But I mean it looks really nice. They're not cheaping out on it, is what it seems to me at least. So
1: no, 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 they're not. And they they continue to evolve because uh what I've noticed is that with like xy series they did a lot of reprints and then they they spent a lot of well i don't want to say they spent a lot of money but they just did a lot of reprints that ended mm-hmm. up losing the value of the cards with sun and moon when they came out with unbroken unbroken bonds and stuff like that i know that they limit the printing at, at a point and i don't know if you you heard about that but basically they they stopped the printing for broken bonds for a while just to give more value to that that dresser charizard you know yeah so we i mean with that being said i mean they, they've been putting more thought into like what they do um especially with like the whole shining legends and the the new one the hidden fates hidden fates was was crazy mm-hmm. it yeah it was sold out of <laughs> stores for a long time
0: <laughs> yeah you know and i was talking to another investor he he's mostly in uh the magic the gathering world but he spent some time in the pokemon world and I was, you know, just having a conversation just to see what his thoughts were on that because, you know, you're right, for a long time you couldn't find them in the stores. And then just recently, I've noticed in the past maybe month or so, mm-hmm. I just see them coming up in Target, coming up in other comic book stores, so I'm wondering to myself, you know, was this a reprint? Should we hold off on buying more Hidden Fates because they're running a new reprint? Is it going to bring down the values of the card? Like how's the market? going to respond to that. So it's not conclusive as far as, as I know that there's a reprint. Of course, it could just be the, dist- the distributors were hanging on to a couple um, a couple boxes. Well, obviously more than a couple boxes, but um, <laughs> hanging on to them before they hit the retail stores again. So it just kind of came in a wave. But gosh, for a second, I'm, I was thinking to myself, like, hold up. I see 20 tins for Hidden Fates and I want to get them all obviously but should I is it like what's the market doing right now? So have you been seeing a little bit of that as far as you know just all of a sudden Hidden Fates just hitting the market again?
1: Well, uh, so with Hidden Fates, right? Uh, for the longest just like I said they were sold out. They recently just started showing up more in Target, more in Walmart, more than a lot more places at a reasonable price. I remember when the when the tins came out, it was so hard to find that some people would be selling them for like around 30 40 bucks per tin Jeez. even though it's like around $20, you know. Yeah. But then again, the 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 main card that they were looking for was uh, the shiny Charizard. Mm-hmm. So, whenever you I feel like whenever you put a Charizard in in one of these sets, it's, it's gonna blow out of proportion just because mm-hmm. people are gonna go crazy over it. Uh, a lot of people say that Charizard is really overrated. I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. But when you put a Charizard that it's like either a full art or a hyper rare or anything like that in, in, into one of the new sets, Charizard has had a, I wanna say a history of, of selling at a higher price than, than normal. And then mm-hmm. adding value to the car itself, uh, the more time passes by. So with Hidden Fates itself, right now I would say, even though the market is low and most of the cars that were more expensive have come down a lot, the p when when the when the market hits with PSA um, PSA graded cars, I feel like people are gonna spend a good chunk of money on that just because it's going to be the new one. And that's going to be a way that people can also make profit out of it. But at the same time, the more that we grade cards and stuff like that, the more that the cards lose value as well. But it depends because if there's a population of one for PSA 10s of a specific card, that card is going to maintain the, the, the expensive value on it. But if more cards rate a PSA 10 of that same card, then the price will start to come down like for example the first the the shiny charizard that came out for hidden fates are you you familiar with uh beckett beckett grading services yeah yeah definitely okay so the first one that came out as a black label for for beckett it sold for about 10 grand which was crazy
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's amazing have
1: that <laughs> yeah so with this thing i feel like the the one card that's probably going to retain their value is going to be that that shiny charizard because most of the shiny charizards out there have retained value and if anything have increasing value so if you mm. have a PSA 10 of, of of that card hold on to it because it's gonna it's,
0: it's only gonna, gonna up.
1: go up <laughs> oh yeah absolutely <laughs>
0: So, you know, there's something I definitely wanted to ask you because in the comic book circle, and, you know, obviously sometimes the personalities there are just a little bit different, you know, comparing, you know, TCG to, to comic books, but a lot of uh, there's are certain, certain collectors out there that think that grading services ruin the industry. So artificially increasing prices in the market. So getting really good books, you're looking at thousands of dollars for certain key issues, of course. I mean, I mean, that's the same mm-hmm. with any market. Do you think, that grading card companies like uh, PSA and Beckett and all the other smaller ones, do you think they do the same thing to the Pokemon market?
1: Mm, I I would say that it is a possibility uh, just because when when like I said, when you grade cards, you tend to increase the population of that card, and then eventually it, it's gonna lead to depreciation of the card. The more time passes by, however, and the less uh, the less number of population it is for that specific card, the more value the card has. Now, for me personally, creating services is more so that I can keep the card intact and and I don't ruin it because yeah. what <laughs> I notice is, yeah, because what I notice for me is like when you have a card, and you leave it like for example i have i have one right here when you leave it out there and let's say outside is cold and i have the heater on the car tends to do this
0: warp yeah
1: and it warps. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you put it into into a nice case and when you put it, you know, nice and sealed, I feel like the car has less chances of doing that. So those are one of the reasons why I, I do my stuff. But I can see and I've also met people that have told me like the whole grading services is, 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 is just a sham. It's, it's <laughs> something that just the companies are taking advantage of people wanting to resell a car. And, and that's the main reason as to why people do it. Some people do it for that. Some people do it because they want to have something encapsulated. Me personally, I do both.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I understand that. And, you know, I think a lot of people, too, uh, forget that it's not necessarily about the grading of the card that's going to make it more valuable. Because, I mean, yes, obviously, if you have a PSA 10 versus an 8 or a 7, you know, the 10 is going to end up reselling likely for more. But the grading of it itself isn't what's valuable. The card itself is what's valuable. At the end of the day, and I think sometimes mm-hmm. people forget when you go on to a lot of forums, even with you know baseball and basketball mm-hmm. like i had I had an old coworker of mine he um he used to collect you know baseball cards in the nineties, so he was telling me the other day that he wanted to get them valued and whatnot and i I told him that i could I could take a look at the cards to at least see quality of them um how well he's kept maintained them over the years, but <laughs> I told him and you no know, in all reality. I wouldn't get any of those cards graded probably because in the 90s especially for baseball um the same thing uh, happened with comics They were crazy overprinting so there's huge populations of cards I mm. mean even that um I don't know how familiar you are with baseball cards but there was uh, there were a few particular cards I think like a uh, Jose Conseco and and a few other ball players they they um advertised them that these exclusive limited cards but turned out they had printed thousands you know Oh wow yeah, so they flooded the market, but um I know when someone's been years and they've kept their Pokemon binder in their closet on the floor for for decades and they look at their cards, you know, to see what the value is immediately they want to go to grading and the first thing I kind of tell them like wait, hold up, grading can be expensive. <laughs> and 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 honestly for myself, I if I don't think it'll get a 10 and I've gotten better at it um, to mm-hmm. tell over over some time to, um, you know, feel a little bit more confident that I will get a 10. I probably won't send something in unless I can keep it at 10.
1: Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. No, up. definitely. Uh, so with, with that, um, I would also say that if, if there's a lot of reprints of, of something, then obviously it's not going to have as much value. Uh, kind of like with the baseball cards you said. I have noticed that certain sports cards in the past, a PSA 9 or 10 is not, I mean, obviously it matters, but mm-hmm. if there's not one, they can still be very expensive. Um, mm-hmm. As long as there was an enough population within that time frame. Like I think they had like a Michael Jordan one before he became like a big thing. Those cards, they become really, really expensive. And then sometimes you only have like a like a PSA 8, which is the highest that they've ever graded. So yeah. Yeah. The, the, the market and, and, and also like trying to see like if a car is going to get a 10, a 9 or 8. Sometimes you may be right, but sometimes it's also hard just because PSA at times. And, and this is just my personal opinion on PSA. I feel like at times they what one one grader looks at may not be the same thing that the second grader does. Mm-hmm. And I think they have two or three graders that look at the card before it gets encapsulated. Oh, um, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole process that they have is like, grader one will 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 make their annotations, make uh, you know, whatever it is that they they put on file, and then the second grader will pick up on it and then see what they have, but they they have different results and they're not gonna compare the results to one another. And then they make the determination onto like a third grader or something like that. So oh. it, it's it's kind of weird the way that they do it. Interesting. Um, but yeah, but a lot of the times like off centering is one of the main things that they look for. Whining in, in in the back of cards is also another thing that they look for. Like, And that's something, one of the things that I look for whenever I'm mm-hmm. looking at a card, got to make sure that there's no whitening. Uh, one of the ways that you can tell. And because sometimes it, it can be very like, dim the white part you can put a flashlight on your phone and then shine shine the back of the card mm-hmm. and you'll see whether there's like a little white spot in there or like if the car looks like it's a little bit rugged. do you mean then, on the
0: do you mean on the edges or just the coloring of for example the border or sometimes inside within the border
1: i would say like on the edges like okay. uh, because uh, gotcha. the edges yeah they, they also look into the edges whenever you turn a car i mean a car sideways, and you're basically just looking at the card. If if it has like some sort of warp or maybe it has like some sort of dent that is not very noticeable when you, you're looking at the card front and back, that plays into part. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I also feel like PSA does, is not very fair with their grading. Just because I mean, sometimes, sad. because, so for example, one time I sent out a, a restaurant Charizard over there mm-hmm. that it was mint. Like I pulled it, I sent it, I wanted to see what it got. I well, yeah. was hundred percent sure that I was gonna get a ten. Uh huh. Well, I ended up getting a six. And I was like, How? How? <laughs> what <laughs> like it and it didn't it didn't make sense because the the car wasn't warped, the car wasn't dented, it was nothing. So mm-hmm. I I look at the I look at the slab again and as I'm looking at it, like you know, I started looking at the front and the back and mm-hmm. open, and I still don't see any dent. So yeah. you can crack this case that's open and then yeah. you can try to resend it so i ended up doing that and i i don't it? know what the, I, I don't know yet it's still over there <laughs> but well, the, yeah go ahead
0: i was going to say that's interesting that you say that about cracking open uh, slabs because that totally happens more than than people realize which when it comes to reviewing populations of cards honestly the only reliable population is a PSA 10 and that's that's true with every every set that you can think of magic oh yeah everything so (laughs) that's kind of that's why i don't even really bother getting anything under than a 10 at least so far i haven't bought anything other under than a 10 just because then at least i know true population numbers so oh yeah
1: yeah yeah absolutely because the thing is like nobody really 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 is gonna crack open a a 10 no one (laughs) but there there has been cases like there was a so been on instagram for a while right looking at all the stories and all the stuff i have i did see there was this one person that had a middleman and the middleman received the cards and so he's reviewing the cards for them and stuff like that so he's going live to show you know what the, the grace got for the cards and stuff like that and this guy had sent like a first edition blue eyes white dragon i think is mm. what it was so a psa 10 of that goes for about i think a couple of thousand or a couple hundred dollars to a couple of thousand dollars and uh and and the kid who who sent it out he ended up getting the psa 10 for that for that blue eyes white dragon which was crazy
2: wow that's awesome
1: Uh, well the middleman in the middle of the live video (laughs) Mm -hmm. he looked at the card and he was like there's no way this is a psa 10 like Mm -hmm. it cannot be a psa 10 so he went like and ended up opening it up and told him like hey if you want to." PSA 10, you can send it yourself because it's this and this and that. And there was a huge controversy in the community for that specific mm-hmm. thing because why would you do that? It's not your place to do that as a middleman. You're just a yeah. middleman. But, uh, but at the same time, like, is he doing them a favor? Because then you have a dented card, uh, yeah. but then that's not for, for, for the kid, you know? So it's it's like very bad mm. in any way that you want to look at it really yeah that's
0: trash <laughs> god yeah rob that kid seriously god i
1: know and it, it was sad i remember seeing that and i was like and i'm not like i i still like yugio stuff and stuff like that but i'm more into pokemon seeing that i was just like wow like how that do you... just hurts yeah and not only that but like how do you how do you trust somebody like that after that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he took a hit on followers on people that was sending cards and stuff like that because like you don't do that you know
0: no totally not I, Why? see i don't even i don't even understand if you're uploading video showing that you're doing this i mean how do you don't expect people to see what you're doing like whatever way you slice it it's shady so oh yeah he just screwed himself over yep, but, yep,
2: yep. it happens yeah
0: yeah, well, you know, and I know something that we've been talking about recently too is that little bit of hiking the PSA prices, but not necessarily mm-hmm. more expedient delivery.
1: Yeah, so PSA. Um, so, just like, like you already know, like I offer the I offer the the middleman services for for everybody. So go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. PSA used to be like you got to you got to spend like around $20 per car to get on a 25 day service, regular 25 day service. And that's not including the shipping and insurance that you have to pay mm-hmm. back on the way back. It used to be $20 and then they spac it up to $50 for the same amount of service. Mm. Now... They kept an economy one for $20 as well, but the the processing time service, they moved it up to like almost 50 days, which is double the amount of time that you used to have to wait. The problem with PSA, in my opinion, and all that is that they're not very consistent with their timelines. And the reason why I say that is because I've sent several to, to PSA, I send them bulks, I've send them small cards, I've send them stuff that I want a quick turnaround so I can sell them fast and get some money out of it. And sometimes a three card uh well, a three card submission takes as long as my 40 card submission. Mm. And like for example, the the ones that I've been posting lately that that it's only been like two or three and I got that shiny Charizard for PSA 10. One of those one of those I mean that specific submission, I sent it at the same time that I submitted another 40-day 40, 40 one. Mm. And the 40-day one is about to be done. And the other one just got done recently. So it's, it's very, they're not consistent into like, or they don't stick to their business practices in the sense of like the turnaround times. And if you go through the website and you read through their stuff, they do claim and they have a disclaimer somewhere out there that they're like, hey, we're not responsible for, for the amount of time. Like that's just an estimated business mm. days turnaround time. And that's the tragic part, Trash. and that's why people sometimes end up end up going with PGS instead of PSA. Is mm-hmm. because BGS will actually stay with the timelines, and they will give you the car back after after that time has passed. So if you pay for like a five day car service, you will get it five days later, which is crazy. Mm, um, yeah. but you will spend a lot more money into like the mm-hmm. whatever amount of time you want. So, yeah. And then uh, the whole rising of the prices with PSA, I, I want to say, I, I want to know, well, I kind of know why they're doing it because they just opened up a new office in, in New Jersey. But they, that office does not offer any type of grading services. It, it just, hmm. is like a, I want to say it's like a middleman shipper.
0: type Yeah. Of thing.
1: Because you send the cards over there, they'll get your cards and then they'll ship it out to the headquarters in California.
0: Mm, Yeah. See, it seems, I guess with the system that they built, when it comes to grading, they are the number one. I mean, they have so many services, you know, just outside TCG. For example, when it comes to signature authentication on cards, they've really solidified a spot. So I don't think they can just kind of get away with it. I mean... And honestly, I don't know the inside of their business, so I don't want to say this or that. That's a good practice. That's a bad practice. I do wish they kept their timelines, cause you know, <laughs> goddamn. But do you think though that that PSA, you know, might start losing market share because of that? I mean, would you, since you do a lot more grading than I do, have you ever considered going to another service like uh, Beckett?
1: So to be honest with you, I, I did, uh, and I and I consider moving over to BGS uh, to Beckett just because. If you get a higher grade from Beckett, it's going to be a lot more valuable mm-hmm. uh, just because the, the way that they, they presented themselves out there, their business with Beckett is that their grading, it's a lot more, um, how do you call that? A lot They're, more- um-
0: they stern. they're sterner they're they're more particular yeah
1: Yeah. oh yeah so they're very picky into like the centering has to be good the edge has to be good the back Mm -hmm. has to be good the surface has to be good uh which i'm pretty sure psa takes all the stuff into consideration but then they have an extra thing of 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 the black label for for beckett Mm -hmm. the or for those of you that don't know what what the black label is, is basically you have a perfect card and it's perfect right. in every single way. Uh, you have Beckett 10s and then you still have a Beckett 10 that is a black label. And that's the one that increases the value of like crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but you can get those things and you can actually submit those things. And it's around the same price of, of PSA if you're doing a regular submission. So I think for Beckett is, I think, $30 per card on like a 25-day turnaround time or Something like that. Okay. So it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. But at the same time you also have a chance of your car not getting that 10 that you may be looking right. for. Right. So for example, when I, I ended up pulling the the, the Charizard, the, the shiny Charizard, I looked at it, I inspected it. I even like grabbed a little ruler instead of like measuring the corners and the sizes. <laughs> like yeah. it it could be a perfect 10. And uh-huh. and I came to the conclusion that it might be. So I was like, well, now the question is, do I want to send it to PSA? or don't want to send it to Beckett. Mm-hmm. Because both ways, it will come out with a good grade, but I'm 100% sure PSA will give me a 10, while Beckett will give me, I don't know, maybe a 9.5. That's considered a 10 mint for Beckett. you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So did you end up going PSA for that one then, just to get the yeah. You did? Yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. I have one... Beckett graded card it's a magic card uh, I can't mm-hmm. think of what it is off the top of my head I think it's from uh, Mirage it's it's an old one it's from like the 90s mm-hmm. but can't lie like I love how the PSA cards mm-hmm. look. like the slabs I love them I love stacking them up It's it's great Yeah, honestly, I haven't bought a raw card in so long just because fakeness and usually on eBay, just the pictures aren't that good to figure out, you know, what the quality is. And I think it could be graded for. But as far as those those cards go and those values, I know I've heard I've kind of like popped my head into conversations before on what people think will a Beckett card be worth not as much as a PSA card, you know, some people think that there, you know, isn't much difference. I know you mentioned earlier if you get the black label, well for sure, for sure that'll be more valuable, but I guess do you think it matters the card? For example, you know a shiny Charizard or first edition Charizard from back in the day, the original sets. Do you think a black label carries the same weight across other cards as well that maybe, you know, people might not care so much about like um, I don't know. Like a, like a weedle from 2001 or something like that, just something random. Do you think that black label carries that value across all of the yeah. cards? Or, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, uh, I feel like with the black label, it would it would increase the value of the card no matter what, and then it will at times it will make it more uh, desirable than because collectors are always going to be picky. Onto what they want. I've met different collectors where, like, they collect misprints. Some other collect uh, cars that are like really banged up. Some other collect PSA ones, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but each one ha- has their own way of, of collecting things. Now, when you have a collector that's looking like a like a pristine set from Beckett and it has that black label, they're gonna be they're basically gonna be setting the price as to what that car is gonna be selling for in the future. So mm-hmm. if it's a Weedle from 2001 and you know that happens to have a black label the the collector wants to pay, I don't know, $500 for that Weedle. The car is going to start selling out at $500. And not only that, but like everybody in the community, because I also feel like everybody's on eBay too, watching stuff, making sure, you know, what the sales are going to be like and stuff like that. If they see something like that, and the moment that they see something sell for that high, they're going to start sending their stuff to 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 Beckett. And they're going right. to try to get black labels out of that.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's a... It's, uh, it's kind of like that supply and demand chain that you have with Pokemon cards, where the black label is gonna be that that most pristine. Is like think about it like this: when you have a base set of of Pokemon and you're trying to look for that base set Charizard, and now you pull the base set Charizard, okay, now that's one in a population of a lot. That 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 card has value, but you send that out to 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 Beckett, and basically they give you a. a a pristine black label. Now you have one in a million. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the numbers increase a lot, a lot higher, and then people are actually going to start looking into that a lot more. So like me yeah. personally uh, with Beckett, I like the way that they encase their cards because they, they feel thicker. They feel like they, they put more time into it. I only have one Beckett graded mm-hmm. card, and it's actually this one. Let me see if I can show you. So it's a set Charizard for 19.99 this one is a nine let me see
0: oh nice okay yeah that's awesome
1: yeah so this one i won it at a raffle <laughs> for one of my buddies that that uh <laughs> yeah it's crazy i ended up well i did end up spending a good amount of money on that raffle i don't know if you ever heard of of the one underscore up
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i follow his raffles there, there's some really good <laughs> raffles he has on there and and i always come late to the game I always come late to Oh really? Some of those, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he has up. he has some, some really cool stuff. So back in the day, we're going to deviate a little bit. But mm-hmm. back in the day, when, when I just first started, I remember the one up he had about maybe 2 300 followers. Okay. Uh, and I had like around 150, 180 and, and something like that. And I started seeing that he would do raffles all the time. So I started joining his raffles. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time that I ever met him, you know. And then I spent a good a good amount of money into his raffles every time just because he had cheap raffles. He had mm-hmm. $2 raffles, $3 raffles, $4 raffles. Now if you go into his space, he has $10 raffles for like $1,000, you know, worth yeah. of spots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah definitely i always wonder where the hell he gets his product from because
1: that that is so the same much. thing that i
0: <laughs> yeah i
1: have gotcha. no idea how he gets that but yeah but that's how i ended up getting this this beckett Tarzan, and i ended up getting it sometime last year so i ended up getting it from him so that was one of the big ones that he had back then i had won it at the time oh, but that's, that's the only that's the only beckett card that i've ever had i've been tempted on because i have so i have these two cards that.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, that I'm
1: that I'm considering uh, sending over to to Beckett just to see if I can hit a black label, but I'm not sure just because I feel like they're too particular about certain things, mm-hmm. and I feel like with those cards I can probably get a ten for sure at a PSA. So oh, that's yeah. always the dilemma that I have in that. But what I've noticed with with this Beckett card specifically, the one, the only one that I have is that. I think the heat does something to the foil, even if it's on the case. Oh, really? Yeah, because I think it's warping a little bit, and it wasn't like that when I first got it. So, yeah, it kind of sucks. So this is one of the things that now has kept me like thinking, do I really want to go back it? Because it doesn't yeah. feel like really, I really insulated. Like. Have
0: you noticed that with any of the PSA cards? Because I heard it's supposed to insulate really well.
1: Yeah, no. It's so if if you look at a, at a head and, and a PSA, mm-hmm. when I look at it, for example, the one that I have here is the the, the Reshiram, uh, Charizard PSA ten, right? Yeah. Uh, this one, it's it's just there inside the slab, and if you go like this, you can you probably can hear, hear it, it going like cluck, 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 cluck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the other one, it doesn't move, and it feels like there's a layer or there's like some sort of like a like a sleeve on it that it doesn't allow it to move but then it leads me to things like why is this warping while the other one is not
0: isn't yeah
1: yeah and i've helped PSA cards longer than than this Beckett one for sure, but none of the PSA cards have warped, which is crazy to me.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if it's just their system or if that particular one didn't quite seal as well, but Hmm. hopefully it doesn't warp too much. You know, now you got me making now you got me one to check my Beckett, honestly. Check it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna definitely have to because it's a nine point five and um. I don't want it to do anything. <laughs> I want it to stay there. <laughs> I want it to be that way. But
1: what, what number 5 do you have for what card?
0: I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. It's a magic card. I think it's from oh, Mirage. Yeah. So it's, oh God, my head is completely blanking. It's, I want to say it's either a 95 or a 96, something like that. So it's, it's definitely one of those older, you know, magic cards. But yeah, I mean, what's really great. I think at the very least and I'm with you when it comes to getting cards graded. I want to keep them pristine. I want to I want if I want to hang on to it, you know, I want to make sure to keep it in good condition just because I know there's very little ultimately that I can do just as a person to make sure that they they stay still.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
0: they don't do anything, you know, even putting them in binders, you know, we all know that'll over time they oh, get that binder bind- damage. So Oh
1: yeah, binders is a, is a huge no no that I learned no-no. over time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just the problem like I love binders because they're just so organized you mm-hmm. keep it there It's easy to store, but it you can't do it. You can't do it long term. So mm-hmm. It makes me really sad So i'm i'm still trying to figure out a nice little system for myself to kind of keep everything. I mean shoot you have just Fire, so what's your most valuable card you'd say right now that you have?
1: Ooh, right now, um yeah. so mm. I'll probably say, because the thing is I also collect um I also collect Dragon Ball Super.
0: Oh okay uh, yeah yeah. Um
1: and, and Dragon Ball Super, so this in the past few months or in the past two years they've come up with like new series for Dragon Ball Super trading card game and stuff like that. And then there's some cards in there that 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 are very valuable too. That back in Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT like none of those mm-hmm. cards were actually a big deal. And I think mostly because of the whole show coming back to life and stuff like that. I think that's what gets yeah. uh but some of the cars that I that I that I own that are probably very expensive will be that uh that restaurant Char, because I got I have three of those actually. I have three, but two of these Just, are you know,
0: nonchalantly <laughs> three.
1: Yeah. Two, <laughs> two of those are tens and then one of them is a nine. Mm-hmm. Um I have three of those. I have um three shiny charizards the one that is a psa just 10 hanging
0: out just just and one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this one's gonna go on the next submission that's what they're like that and yeah, and that's one it. of the things like i usually put them in a in a in a sleeve and a in a, um, a top loader just like mm-hmm. i told you guys to me that way just because it, it keeps the it keeps the card from being warped and i've noticed yeah that. i know that psa usually requires you to send them into into a card saver which is kind of yeah Mm -hmm. i don't like them that much
0: yeah and same same
1: yeah so with this one's like i can literally like just mistreat them and then they're still going to be perfect they're going to be intact even if i drop them by mistake but yeah there's that i also have that well this is one of my my most valued ones too at least personally for me because the, the, the whole BGS, Beckett, Charizard, and then got a couple of Dragon Ball Super as well, which I have a couple that are worth maybe like three four five hundred dollars 500 or
0: so. Yeah, Dragon, uh, Dragon Ball Super just recently kind of came up on my radar. You no, know, just recently. So I don't know much about that at all, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I love how like these... Honestly, you want to get in, I feel like, if those cards are ever going to be really, 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 all of a sudden super valuable later on in the next few years, you got to get them right oh, now. Yeah. So oh, I'm yeah. glad that you're you're sending some in because I got a feeling that they're going to go up. I mean, you know, nostalgia, even, even if it's not five, ten years from now, nostalgia mm-hmm. will eventually hit any of the kids that just recently started getting into Dragon Ball Z because they're young. They don't know anything about the older ones. They just, you know, are watching soup or whatever. You know, nostalgia is gonna hit them when they get older, and and then all of a sudden, you know, those markets are gonna go up. Which is something that I did want to talk to you about because so far, just in general, I mean, ever since the recession in two thousand and eight, we've seen and experienced a pretty good economy. So it goes to to say that sometime soon we might actually hit the bear market. And so for me. Just in general, with me trying to collect PSA first editions, anything from mm-hmm. the original sets, I've been, I set a budget, and I've been trying to keep <laughs> to that each month and just get one or two cards every so often. But it kind of makes me wonder, should I be holding off? Because when the bear market hits, these stuff, you know, these are one of the first things to go down because they're they are fun, right? Mm-hmm. They're not a necessity. Do you think, I guess maybe a twofold question, do you think the bear market's going to happen? And do you think that collectors should, in general, back off a little bit just because prices are going to start to go down?
1: Mm, it, I think it depends, though, because the thing is like with with TCGs, what I've noticed is that whenever a set goes away, prices go down for a little bit, but then they come back up within a few years. I feel like if we were to hit that market where, where we're hurting and stuff like that, uh, and all the cars that you have now... Basically worthless. It's just paper. It, it, yeah, it's just paper. Like, because really, that's what it is. It's just cardboard.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, seriously. Um, people pay thousands.
1: Yeah, but uh but I, I feel like there's gonna be a couple ones that 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 are gonna be rare to to find, and then there's gonna be a couple ones that uh, are are gonna lose value, just like everything else. Most of the most of the rainbow rares and a lot of the stuff that was introduced to us in Sun and Moon, I feel like there were in high value at the time that they came out especially because people will play in in standard tournaments and then they lost value and like right now most of the like you can spend a good hundred dollars on on ebay to find a lot of of random rainbow cards from sun and moon whether those are great worthy i feel like what actually makes them worthy is is if you actually grade those cards me personally, like aside from the collection of the Charizards and stuff like that that I have, I also like Eevee and I also like some of the yeah. evolutions that, that, that are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when the Rainbow Rares came out for all the for, for Eevee, like the Umbreon, uh, Sylveon, and all that stuff, I ended up spending maybe like around 50, 60 dollars per card just to like get a PSA 10 out of it. Mm-hmm. so i collect the psa 10s for that one i feel like that one in and of itself because it's EV and because it's one of the the, the pokemons that are not really going to lose interest or value and stuff like that it's going to um, be popular always it, it, yes it's just like pikachu pikachu is yeah. always going to be popular as well it mm-hmm. uh, doesn't matter if it's like the 50 cent pikachu or if it's the hundred dollar pikachu at the end of the day pikachu is still going to be pikachu and there's going to be somebody out there trying to look for for, for a Pikachu PSA 10 XYZ, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, definitely.
1: So, but, but in that sense, um, I would say that if you have something, something sealed as hard as it is to, to keep it sealed, keep it sealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> you, you can actually get some money out of it because the way that I, that I used to think about it was, um, cause how I ended up getting profit out of it and how I ended up like making what I have with 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 basically almost almost nothing is i I did the same thing I set my budget I noticed that the first time that I started spending for Pokemon kind of like what I was telling you about before with my wife and stuff I mm-hmm. uh, ended up spending way too much way 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 too much that I did not need We've to spend all been that there. much yeah <laughs> yes and uh and I used to have some expensive cards that I didn't know the value i didn't know how to keep them pristine i didn't know how to like do all that other stuff so i had a professor Sy- sycamore that that i pulled and mm-hmm. steam siege back in the day for like 60 80 dollars it sold but i never sold it so i kept mm-hmm. it and i was like well you know what i'm gonna keep it because with time it's gonna increase in value and blah blah, blah 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 well fast forward two three years to where we're at now you know steam siege is one of the most reprinted prints out there yeah, and it's one of the ones that that are worthless, really.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so my car went from eighty dollars to now it's five dollars. Yeah. So, <laughs> <not even> <laughs> yeah, it's not even worth. Yeah, it's even worth getting credit.
0: And I mean, you know, honestly, it just comes to show at the end of the day that when you're when you're buying cards or comic books or Funko Pops, you know, to mm-hmm. me, I think of it as a stock, and you're just speculating, really. So yeah. that brings me to my next question and we don't have much time left, so this might be the last one, but I'm curious okay. to know what your strategy is when it comes to collecting and investing for the next couple of years. What are you going to be focused on? Where are you going to be trying to get your hands on?
1: Okay. Kind of like a big change is going to happen really soon for me just because, like I said, I'm still in the Marine Corps. Uh, I move around everywhere, every time, every three years or so. Always fun. Yeah, it's always, Um, <laughs> uh, But they gave me orders to go to to Japan.
2: Oh, so, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, Lord! Okay, yes.
1: <laughs> so now I'm gonna be going to Japan, which is great, and and I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, I don't collect Japanese cards. That's the the bad part, the sucky part about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But I'm going to be exposed to a lot more anime, a lot more, like, everything over there in Japan. Everything. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to see what I can get my hands into. Uh, as far as the strategy goes to what I do now is I keep a budget and I and I'm, stick to that budget because if I don't stick to that budget, I will overspend 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. But the budget consists of you have to know what you can spend how fast you can flip that and how fast you can get your money back plus more. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about stocks, when you talk about investments, when you talk about certain things like that, the stocks are always riskier because they have a high percentage of failure or or success. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way that I that I think about it with this is before I used to collect... Um, i used to collect some of the funko pops i used to collect some of the the the, the bigger statues for like marvel some of the um, oh nice what have over there like dragon ball and stuff like that yeah, so like i, I have, have a whole case that yeah <laughs> you need <laughs> but, to post uh, those
0: pictures honestly i don't know if i've seen them on your instagram
1: I, yeah no i don't think anybody has just because uh, i've been trying to only focus on the pokemon side of that but you yeah can i think I, I, need, it's I have okay. to fix it up <laughs> i have to fix it up a little bit yeah <laughs> i have disney I have, I have sorcerer mickey over there
0: oh yeah, that's I fun yeah quick.
1: this one was a gift from a wife that she got it for me in disney
0: oh that's really cute yeah, yeah uh, from so. fantasia right that's mickey from fantasia yep. mm-hmm. sorcerer
1: mickey from fantasia um but anyway so i have stuff like that and, and like a like a huge you know stand over there yeah um when I started getting into the cars and stuff like that, I started thinking that I need to have something that, if for whatever reason it breaks, it's not so big, and I can take it with me, whatever I can, you know.
0: Yeah, um,
1: yeah, so, that's gonna be tricky. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then with the cars, so I stopped collecting all the other stuff, and then I started thinking, well, with cars, it's a lot easier to just put them somewhere away and then, you know, take them with yeah. you if that's what you need to do. Going back to to the strategy piece, I would say spend car spend money on on, on the cars that you think are going to be valued high and it's going to be kind of like a like a like a gamble in that sense Mm -hmm. so you're going to spend money on whatever it is that you that you want to get graded right now and then get the grading back sell them right away just because the more you hold on to it for the first year you might lose money Um, Hmm.
0: after them getting graded
1: Yes, after so initially when you get them graded, try to sell them right away because mm-hmm. more likely you're going to get your money back. You can rebuy the card and you can make some profit out of it. Oh, nice. Okay. So that's what I've been doing. And that's how my collection got so much bigger just because I limit myself to, to let's say, if I'm going to spend $100, is the $100 I'm going to spend. So what do I do with $100? I'll buy, let's say, the like right now, what I would do is I'll buy the Rare Shrem, Zekrom, Hyper Mm -hmm. Rare that is out there. And I'll probably buy four of those. If I buy four of those that I see on eBay that are, you know, pretty good value and stuff like that, send them to be graded. Once they come back from the grading and they come back as a PSA 10 you can sell them for a lot more because I had a a PSA 10 restaurant, Zekrom, that I sold for around $120 recently. So now when you put that into perspective, you sell the four that you just got that may be a PSA 10, you're making around $500 to $600. And there's always going to be somebody out there that may want to spend more. Um, Yeah. So you get that money back. You basically part ways with the fact that you don't have the card anymore, which kind of sucks.
0: (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know.
1: But now you have a, a bigger capital to actually start investing on on bigger stuff. So, yeah, you
0: always put it back in money yep. you get. You always put it back in. Yeah,
1: exactly. So the only rule that we have in the house over here between my wife and I is that I don't touch uh money for the bills. <laughs> on, on Pokemon.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I have a uh, uh, you know the the money that we have for the house for the, the groceries and everything else, and then we have I have money for pokemon that Mm -hmm. literally goes back in there gets taken out gets put back in there gets taken out gets put back in there so perfect strategy wise that that will probably be the best strategy for you to grow the collection that you want um, and knowing how to hit the market with that collection as soon as you get something back graded for sure make some more money send it back out some people don't agree with that just because it's just kind of like flipping a card but at the same time Not everybody has a $1,000 in the bank just to spend on on random cards. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, and there's just different collectors, you know? Mm -hmm. People collect differently. No one's trying to tell anyone else how to collect. That's just, you know, what you do. And that's how you feel. Is that how you feel? Do you feel the same way with that strategy? Do you feel the same way about older cards? Or do you feel more just about the more modern?
1: So the... the the modern one, that, the modern ones <laughs> that 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 are out there right now i would say that those are the ones that are easier to flip and get money out of the mm-hmm. older you have to be more picky and you have to be more careful as to what you want to buy like for example mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the big investments that i did recently that that went out on on this psa submission that you sent me stuff it was a shining new two from Neo New mm-hmm. Destiny New Revelations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, as well as a a Charizard from Expedition from back oh, then. okay. Back. In so those were big ones that I ended up researching. I ended up looking. I ended up like somebody just happened to have a great deal at the time, mm-hmm. and I ended up buying it from that person. And he sent me pictures. He sent me that. It's another Instagrammer, and um. You know, I noticed that, that the card could be worth at least a nine. If it's a nine and it can come back, then I would I'll definitely feel like I spent my money well spent, you know. Yeah. What I mean? um, yeah,
0: still be worth it for you.
1: Yeah. And then initially like what I wanted to collect, which I still is kind of my goal, but not really, is collect the the what is it, the Team Rocket, the two thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Team Rocket first edition. Yeah. That's that's what got me first started into like collecting psa stuff so, mm, so i love yeah i love the 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 old timey the the you know wizards of the coast era that they had and stuff like that yeah amazing <laughs> but they're more expensive and yeah. if you don't know how to invest your money properly on that i would say don't do it yet until you you have more money to just play around with and you're comfortable losing
0: for if sure you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, I agree. 100%. If you're not ready to lose it, just just don't do it. <laughs> Buy <something Yep>. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, uh, thank you so much for coming on again. This was really awesome. I'll probably have to have you on again. I don't know how many episodes I'll have for this first season. But mm-hmm. I mean, definitely since you collect other stuff, I mean, I'm going to be bringing up people on a whole bunch of things. So I might have you, you know, come back for something. For something else other than pokemon but hey i really appreciate it and you definitely have to keep everyone posted on when you go to japan because i'll be living vicariously through you i love food and so that's what i would do i would i would go to japan and i would just try all all the ramen so you got to keep us posted
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah definitely that's that's one of the one of the many goals that that i'm gonna have out there so i'm gonna be over there for three years at least Mm um i'm still thinking because also, you know, I don't want to stop the Pokemon thing and I don't want to stop the Instagram and stuff like that because it's picked up a lot more. I don't want to stop the PSA middleman services yeah. because mm-hmm. that will be bad. So I got to figure out some of the, the logistics on that, on how to like make it work from Japan. Uh, if you guys send me cards from Japan or if I just use one of my one of my family members over here to like do the yeah. stuff for me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I meant with a lot of changes going to Japan and then uh. Once I come back from Japan, I mean, we'll we'll see how how everything here in the U.S. is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for real. Hey, well, tell us where we can find you.
1: Uh, So you can find me at pokemadness.collection on Instagram, um, as well as YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel that is not very well used because I don't promote it as much.
0: (laughs) You'll have to uh, send me a link. I'll have to put it in the show notes. Yeah.
1: Uh, absolutely. I'll send you the link and, and I'm probably going to do a giveaway very soon to like link the YouTube, link the, the Instagram and stuff like that. I do send out business cards from time to time because I make my own little business cards. Mm, um, same. But Facebook, if you look for me on Facebook, it should be the same thing. Pokemon is that collection. Uh, mm. Instagram, Pokemon is that collection, and then YouTube, Pokemon that collection. I have a video out there on 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 YouTube that I made with my wife, and it's actually I think it's pretty funny. But <laughs> it have that many, but you guys should hey. go check it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, yeah. You'll have to send me you'll have to send me a link after this. But yeah, I appreciate it, and uh, you know we'll definitely be talking soon. And I cannot wait to get my cards back.
1: Sheesh. Yeah, absolutely. Me neither. Like that, those Fortnite cards that you sent me, I yeah. think they're the, they're the first ones that are to be graded because I've never seen a PSA nice. anything graded for Fortnite, which is amazing. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited too. I don't know how hard they'll grade them. I think there's probably one or two cards that are are a nine. But, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. I don't know. They they looked awesome when I got them. So
1: I know. Wow. And I'm going to keep you guys updated whenever I get anything <laughs> back from from PSA. If they ever move that timeline, which I think is just for like show.
0: Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Well, hey, thank you so much again. And uh, you take it easy.
1: No, thank you for having me.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Bye.
1: <laughs> Bye.